to be great artists. My name is Matt Anderson. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast. And if you can, give us a a nice five-star rating and review on your platform. Uh, If you're interested in advertising on the MattCast, you can email me at mattcastworld at gmail.com. You know, part of the beauty of serving the Lord, is that we can do it anywhere. We're, we're not limited to certain places and spaces. Um, the Son of Man no longer simply abides in temples made of hands. Uh, we know 1 Corinthians 3 tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, he lives within us. And because the Lord has sanctified us, he has made us righteous before God, uh, worship now is a ubiquitous thing. We can worship him and encounter him everywhere. So I want that said as a, as a, a backdrop. You know, we can encounter the Lord in our car, in the marketplace, at our job, uh, uh, at the mall, anywhere. We're, we are not limited to a physical location. And that's all because of the actions of Jesus Christ. He tore down uh, the the middle curtain of partition that separated us from God the Father. Now we can boldly approach the throne of grace wherever we are. Now, again, this is commonplace to us. We're like, yeah, so what? But we, we just don't realize what it was like to be limited to one structure or a handful of places where you could encounter God. But that changes during the earthly ministry of Jesus, because we end up seeing him doing unbelievable things in the most mundane of places. Yes, there were uh, a, a few instances in which the Lord did something miraculous at the temple or at a tabernacle or a synagogue, but most of the time, it was out there in someone's house on the street as he was walking from place to place. Uh, here's a wonderful, familiar story from Luke 19, and, and I want to take you in a specific direction here today. Familiar story if you've been a believer in Christ. He, meaning Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. There is so much that we can say about this story that's important and inspirational. 
But I was reading this scripture recently, and I, you know, I don't know if you have moments like this, something that you've read countless times in the Bible, but then suddenly a word or a phrase just seems to leap off the page at you. It's almost, I call it like the Holy Spirit clearing his throat, sort of a <clears throat> kind of a moment when you're reading as if to say, whoa, read that again. So it was verse five that caught my attention. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, and I, I got hung up on the two word phrase, the place. I just became transfixed by it. I know you might be scratching your head right now, but hang in there and hear me out on this. It was understood Jesus was just passing through. But he was headed to the place where he knew he would meet Zacchaeus. See, this is why it got my attention. It sounds oddly specific, doesn't it? The scripture doesn't say Jesus went to someplace, or when he came to a place, and I know you might be saying, dude, you're, you're like one word, you're camping out on one word here, but I think it's a big word. He went to the place. When Jesus came to the place, it sounds preordained, doesn't it? And of course, we, we know what happened. Jesus extends, really, at that time, the greatest invitation. Uh, Jesus wasn't being a freeloader. <laughs> in, in the Jewish culture, if you were able to entertain someone who was uh, a man of God, it was the greatest honor. I mean, it, hospitality was huge, just for anyone in the culture. But for a man of God, if you were selected to host someone of his stature, it was immense. And so Jesus says, hey, I'm coming to your place. And he did that in a couple of ways. Jesus went to the place to end up going to Zacchaeus's place. And it ended up changing his life, changed his life that day. And you see, Jesus is never just passing through in your life. Sometimes we can get into these modes and we, we just think we're spectators here. We're just watching other things go down, other people getting blessed. But he has a place where he wants to meet you. And again, it's nothing legalistic here. I'm not saying we have to have one place that's always devoted for that certain purpose. But the point is that the Lord seems to think he has an appointment with us. He's not just going to pass through our lives every day. He has a place where he wants to connect. He comes to where we are. He looks for us. He looks at us and he goes, hey, I'm coming over. You're probably familiar with the famous verse in Revelation 3, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Again, this is written to Christians. This is written to a church. We often use that verse to, to speak to those who don't know Christ. Like, he's knocking on your door, will you let him in? And it's appropriate, but he said that to a church because uh, there are a lot of us believers who 
won't let him in. And he's at the place. He's waiting for us. But either we're averting eye contact or we're not even there at all. You know, every artist needs a spiritual meeting place. Now, again, some of us are less routine oriented than others. And obviously, there's nothing wrong with encountering Jesus at a park or on your back deck. Um, But, you know, in Syracuse in January, that's going to be tough. And, And I'm not saying the space is used for nothing else other than this is where I meet with the Lord. We're not building a tabernacle here, but I think it's good to have a devoted space, uh, a place where this is where this is where it happens between me and the Lord, where you and God come together. Now, for me, that's taken on many forms over the years. And um, I remember there was one season of my life in which I would go to, there was a bagel shop I would go to. And this was in the 90s, and I had this whole production. There was a booth kind of in the back of the place, and it, and it really gave great privacy. And uh, I had I brought my CD, my mobile CD player with me. <laughs> Feel free to laugh. But it was cutting-edge technology back then. And I had brought some worship music with me, and I would, I would play that. Uh, I had like journal, I had Bible, and I just, uh, in that booth, I would just spread out kind of everything that I needed. And that became my meeting place. And I would get there early in the morning um, before most folks were even at the place. And that was, that was in a season of my life. That was the place. Um, certainly, you know, I had, I had a recliner for a long time and that was kind of, uh, that was kind of the space. I didn't really use it when I was watching television. I would sit in the couch, but I had this recliner that I used in the morning and I had this little table next to it that had all my stuff. And, uh, uh, and that was the place. And you and I need, we need a, a spiritual place. If for no other reason than to almost condition us to to regularly meeting with the Lord, because that often helps us. Yep, it's great when we have those awesome times where we're sitting on the beach and we're whatever, you know, but we just can't do that very often. And to have a devoted space, a meeting place where that happens, this is what really fills our tank as artists. Um, You know, right now the weather is much nicer, so the options are greater. And um, how better to engage the Lord than among his creation? Without a doubt. Cool. But I think it's so grounding to have a place where we, where we engage, where we worship, where we interact, where we read, where we reflect, whatever he calls us to do in the place. I think this is where our life and creativity come from. If you don't have a place, I would invite you to, to search that out in your home or maybe somewhere that you have access to on a very regular basis. And if you find yourself running dry or running empty, maybe it's time to come back to the place or find a new one. Because trust me, Jesus is waiting for you there. 
just examined in Luke 19, the story of Zacchaeus. Now, what I want to do is we're talking about the place that Jesus, when Jesus came to the place, meaning the sycamore tree, he looked up at Zacchaeus and they're off to the races. Uh, I want to expand that artistically now. And I know it's, it's not always conducive or it's not possible, but I, I think it's important that artists have a place. We need the place where we do the majority of our creating. Now, for some modes of art, that's kind of built in. If, if you're going to be a painter, you definitely got to you got to find that space. If you're a photographer, you got to have a dark room. If if you're a sculptor, right, we, we have to have those spaces. And it, that won't exactly work in Starbucks. But um, for others, for some modes of art, it can be very mobile. Like, for instance, you know, I'm a writer, so... Writing can kind of happen anywhere. And I love, I love searching out what different artists do uh, in their craft. Um, you might be, some of you, familiar with David McCullough. He's a, a great historic writer. He's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, he has a very small studio in the backyard of his home uh, in the Northeast. And it's a really tiny space where he's surrounded by books and he has this desk upon which uh, lies a uh, old manual typewriter, an old school like manual typewriter. And it's what he uses to crank out his manuscripts. Um, I, there's a gentleman I know who, when he retired, he started painting. Uh, so obviously he needed he needed a place. So he cleared out a shed in his backyard, transformed it uh, into an art studio. And now that's the place where creating happens. So as a guy in an apartment, I realize that I don't have vast amounts of space for a studio. And maybe you know some of you you've got you've got kids and they're going crazy and. Every space available seems to be dedicated to their toys. Um, whatever situation in which you find yourself, sometimes it's, uh, you know, where, where, wherever my laptop happens to be uh, is my creating space. Um, there are times I just enjoy being surrounded by life. I, I might have earbuds in listening to music. But I'm watching people engage in conversation or doing different things, and it's and it's it can be life giving for me to see that and can inspire me when I'm when I'm writing, even if it isn't about any of that. Um, other times I want solitude. Um, <laughs> other times I you know I can't I can't afford you know going out for a americano every day, so I've got to have I've got to have the place. Um, I've been fortunate to have a space in my apartment, though, where I can not only create this podcast, but also use for writing. It's just a, a larger sort of table slash desk that a, a friend of mine made for me. Um, and on, on it, I have all kinds of things within arm reach that I might need at any moment. Um, it's kind of my official space meant only for creating. And though being at a coffee shop is sometimes needed, 
Sometimes I need that break. I still seem to do best at the place uh, in my loft. And uh, if you're having difficulty, you've wanted to get started as a writer, as a, uh, as a, a choreographer, as uh, you name it, um, a screenwriter, and you just can't get started. And I'm not saying this is a magic key or anything. I mean, there, there has to be an inner desire to do this. Otherwise, you can add a whole wing to your house for this purpose, and it still won't be enough to get you started. But for some, maybe having the place will allow you to then prioritize time for creativity that you previously did not have. And it's, it's a little spot in your house in which you can kind of unplug, you can kind of get away from the pressures of the moment. Um, so I'm hoping you can find that. And let, let's say you're able to carve that out. I want to offer a couple of recommendations uh, before we wrap up today when it comes to the artistic place uh, in your life. First, once you establish that, whether it's a room in your house or it's, it is a shed uh, in the backyard or it's a, it's a part of a room in your house, I want you to do a, a prayer of dedication over the place. You know, we, we see that happening in the Old Testament when Solomon built the great temple in Jerusalem that was devoted towards the worship of Yahweh. There was a prayer of dedication and immense like sacrifices being done and worship being given. And of course, a, a cloud filled the room and, and uh, the priests could no longer continue their work. They were so overwhelmed you know, by the presence of God. Obviously, that would be a cool thing to happen. But I want you to dedicate that place and say, Jesus, this is yours. You have given me this ability. You have given me this talent. Uh, and, and whether I'm ever famous or make any money off of this or not, I want to worship you through my creating. And so, God, I dedicate this place to you. And be as specific as you like. Everything in that space, uh, dedicate to it. Uh, all the tools that you will be using. Um, because all of those things come together in creating worship to the Lord through our art. And that's sort of a one-time thing. But then secondly, I would ask you to do a prayer of consecration um, when you enter the place, when you're, when you're now saying, okay, here we go. I now have a space of time. I have an hour. I have a day, whatever it is, and I'm going to the place. As you enter, do a prayer of consecration over yourself and over the work that you're going to be creating and say, Jesus, I consecrate my ability to write. I consecrate my artistic ability. I consecrate my creativity to you. If it's only me doing this, it's going to fall short. But Lord, I consecrate what you have given me. And I, I devote it to you fully. Lord, surprise me. 
even though in my mind I have a direction of where I might want to go, surprise me with where you can take it and consecrate the work you are about to do. Never just rely on your own talent. Never just rely on what's worked in the past because it can create those wonderful moments that only the Holy Spirit can create within us as we put hand to task. And if you'll permit me, I would like to pray for you as an artist uh, that God would place his hand over the place where he desires to meet with you. So Jesus, I want to thank you that you don't stand afar off. I want to thank you that you're not just passing through. There seems to be a place that you're wanting to go to connect with us. And we thought, boy, if I can just see him at a distance, that'll be great. But you're not content with that. And I believe every day you're coming to the place where you want to fill us spiritually. I pray, Lord, that we will not allow sin or shame or our past or fear or even anger, anything to get in the way of coming to the place and receiving what we need to receive from you, where we can truly worship you in spirit and in truth. Not so that we even make great art, but so that we're, we're just sons and daughters of God who love being with our dad. And then, Lord, we, we pray your dedication over a place that maybe we can have in our home, in our life, where creating is done. If it seems impossible, Lord, we ask, Jesus, would you find a way to finance this, find a way to open up an opportunity? Maybe a friend has a space that's not being used. Jesus, you are more creative than we. So we, we ask that you would provide a space, a place where art is done. And then once we have it, Lord, we dedicate that place to you. All the, the tools and elements that we will be using at our disposal. Let it be a, a life-giving place where just being in that, in that place inspires and comforts us as we do the spiritual warfare of, of creating. Lord, we dedicate these artists to you. I pray they will not lose heart, that they will not give up, but they, they will come back to the place where life is found. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, we appreciate you being a part of the Madcast. Please share this with a friend. We'd love to expand our Madcast family. If you have questions or comments, you can email me at madcastworld at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. For more information uh, about our resources or to hear our archives, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time.